that kind of thing. I'm talking about that kind of thing. I'm not done yet. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Let's roll, baby. Let's roll like a big wheel. Roll like a big wheel. Big wheel. We are jacked up today. I have no idea why. Jacking it. Did you just say you're you're jacked? You jacked off today? No, I said I'm jacked up. Oh. (laughs) Off. What are you insane? I was like over there. I heard granddaughter's in the room. (laughs) She's not. I heard (laughs) just from a distance. I heard it sound like. No, please. (laughs) Homie, don't play that. And then I thought I heard jacking it. Oh, I, I did say that. <laughs> I mean, you know, but that doesn't apply anything. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be joined by Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on the podcast today. Um, they agreed to be on um, yeah. under the proviso that we would not talk at all about the trial or their right. uh, past discord. What we're going to do is ask them both about uh, what they see as the Heat's chances for a NBA championship. No, so no, they'll Dad, be joining us. Dad, I said Ronnie Depp is joining us. Ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I misunderstood. Who's Ronnie Depp? <laughs> okay. <laughs> a right. funny bit. Okay. That'd, be, that'd be a good job if we got them. It would. You know what? That'd be a nice get. That'd be a good get. That'd be a nice get right now. Your mother is riveted to that trial. Uh, I am not, so I'm speaking out of ignorance. I don't even want to. Everybody seems to be on Depp's side. Uh, I don't want to take sides because I haven't followed the trial. So I'm not okay. really that into it. I see clips that it looks like Johnny Depp's like performing a role. Yeah, I I saw a headline the other day that really disturbed me. And by the other day, I mean, just now I saw it and it made me shake my head. Sadly, SMHS, the headline was a family of YouTubers faces backlash after running a marathon with their six year old. Hmm. This was in the Cincinnati area. I don't want to name the YouTube family because they would love that. They, that that's what they're in it for is the publicity. But, uh, you know, afterward, the backlash is that everybody, including people who run marathons, are like a six-year-old should not be doing that. And the people who run the marathon said, yeah, it's probably not the best idea because their rules are 18 and older and they made an exception for this YouTube family. And long story short, the poor kid, First grader, presumably, finished the marathon in eight hours and 35 minutes along what's, with his parents. And what, what's an average time? I mean, uh, super marathoners run, you know, two and a half, three hours. Uh, an average like first time marathoner. Mar- yeah, that doesn't compete but can do it. Uh, he might go for something, four hours right. and something. So if you take eight hours and 35 minutes to run a marathon, something's happening there. And, and the poor six-year-old kid, I just don't know what people are thinking. I, uh, I, I feel like I complain too much in general. So I hate to be the one to, to come out against these people, but it's just terrible that people who are in it for the YouTube follows and the Instagram attention. And it's a whole TikTok phenomenon where you're doing things that are ridiculous just to get attention yourself and right are you saying because it's because it's so rigorous on the body like what's the difference between that and tiger woods's dad who like is making him put a thousand putts a week at the age of five yeah i mean there there may not be a huge difference except for the physical nature of it 
And and some of the I, I read some so of what if this kid goes on what what if this kid goes on to be the best marathon runner ever and he's like some phenom and he like by the time he's ten he's running it in four hours and then yeah, you know, uh, and, and what if he goes on to be a heroin addict? I mean, there's no sense saying what, what this could mean for him, but uh, some of the people who run marathons and know this subject matter a lot better than me basically say that. Uh, including physiologists and, and the medical community say that at six years old, you don't know what, how to process pain. You don't know when to stop. You don't know uh, how to stop. And, and so yeah, that's you're true. just not qualified to run. I mean, I have a four-year-old and I get that. Like <laughs> I can understand yeah. those, those points. Right. I mean, they will run themselves to exhaustion. This is on the marathon too, though. If you have these standards, it's 18 and over for a reason. And these are health reasons. Like we shouldn't be making exceptions for clicks. That's what this is all about. The same thing with like, you know, newspapers nowadays and nowadays. online articles <laughs> and, you know, everyone wants clicks, downloads, podcasts, articles like Netflix needs people to watch their stuff. They need their clicks. Everyone no, you're wants right. Clicks. That's exactly right. If I wanted clicks, I would claim that I'm having, uh, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on my podcast, but that right. would be ridiculous. I think we can at least say Ronnie Depp is joining us. Okay, that, that I, I think feels I feel safe uh, misleading people and saying we can at least put that in the description. Sure. And uh, and Amber Heard, but spelled H-U-R-D. You know, we just right. found two lookalike names. Um, uh, we have, by the way, I always say this. I'm guilty of just, always saying just skip we have it a- then. Then don't say it this time. Moving okay. on. What's your next topic? Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, now I kind of now I kind of want to know what you were going to say. I don't have my glasses right now, so I'm. Yeah, what you got? You look really old right now, looking down at your paper. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I have I have notes jotted down, but I can't. I can't even read my writing. Your handwriting is epically bad, by the way. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like you have the capability of writing neatly. You just always choose to do that chicken scratch. Well, over the years as a journalist, I've developed uh, uh, my own. Uh, uh, shorthand, uh, which I generally am able to read. Uh, I've never been accused of, of uh, misquoting anyone in my entire career, so we're good on that. I don't think anybody, like, do, do journalists, like, is Anthony Chang covering the heat? Is he writing stuff down in, like, long, like, sh- whatever that, like, no. like you know what no, I mean? Like, I'm that one is of a few. Su- you are such, so old. Like, <laughs> I know. Just record a damn interview. <laughs> yeah, Use your yeah. damn note voice memo. Like, what are well, you doing? Okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Then you have to transcribe it. Okay, if you're going off a recording, you've got to spend another 15 minutes listening to what you just heard. Whereas if you take notes, it's right there. You don't have to listen to your notes. They're right in front of you. Wow. But look at that. Yeah. But to to your point, um, that's when you know you're a dinosaur in journalism. (laughs) So I was at the Panthers post game. Uh, I'm in a crowded interview room and I'm looking around and (laughs) it's basically just me. Writing down notes. I mean, other people have their they have their laptop in front of them. They're taking notes on their laptop. You know, they're their voice memoing, and I'm the one with a little yellow legal pad and a pen, jotting down longhand. It's sad, but yeah, that's what I do. And uh, and I was a top ten columnist this past year, so I guess I'm doing something right. Are there are there comments made? <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes. Who gives um, you shit about it? Uh, you know, anybody who sees me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not literally the only one who. I, uh, Barry Jackson. Da- I bet Barry Jackson writes down. No, but Dave Hyde, I think, was next to me taking a few notes. Um, 
Dave, it's I love done. you and Dave Hyde, just an old school, like it's in the forties, flipping a page. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, I got a good quote. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I buy legal pads. Uh, I know this is audio, so I'm showing them only to you, but I, I buy this five pack of miniature yellow legal pads uh, for four forty nine. They're about 85 cents each. And I go through dozens of them a year. I mean, that's how, that's how much I take notes. So yeah, I mean, it's old school, but what, what, what can I tell you? Um, speaking of, speaking of the Panthers game, uh, the, the, the Panthers do this thing with this one kid. They keep going back to him on the screen. Um, probably five, seven, ten times a game. It's like a regular thing. They show this same kid and he's cheering and he's, you know, doing the muscle moves and, and the fans just love him. Yeah, we go and, wild. Oh my God. See, this is, the, this guy, this kid has been, they've been doing it with him all year. And it was, it was a very organic thing. Like they didn't like pay this kid to do this. It was just a kid that got shown on the Jumbotron and he stood up and he started flexing and the crowd goes crazy. So what they did in the playoffs is they, they like produced a video. They went to his house. They videotaped him. Like they, t- they videotaped him getting out of bed, doing curls with the rat. And it was just a whole thing. And then him walking into the stadium in slow motion and then him going crazy. You know, it, it's just such a cool thing. And the crowd goes crazy every time. And it honestly, if there is a downside to this kid, it hurts all the other kids because the crowd only loves this kid. So now all the other kids are like trying to flex and the crowd and the crowd's like, nope, you're not him. So like it, it ends up hurting other kids. That's the only downside. The kid is great. And he 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 does kind of go to the same moves. He needs to like, you know, if he needs to be coached on different moves. But uh, what's up, baby? You pooped and you peed. Wow. Good for you, Graceland. Parenting. Pooping it. All right. I got to deal with this. Yeti, I'm not against this kid being a huge Panthers fan. Uh, what I'm sort of against <laughs> is the idea that sports is not enough anymore. The games are not enough. When you go to a stadium or an arena, they're trying to entertain you. Yeah. There's all these bells. Yeah, but the game is the entertainment. You, you, that, there see, to you love a, a bell game. and whistle. People are here to listen to a podcast, but who loves bells and whistles? Greg Cody does. And we go there to watch a game and they want to put bells and whistles. There's people's jobs that are just to think of shit that they can do that'll get the crowd going. Yeah. And if all year you have one kid who got the crowd going, then, then that's Okay, it. wait a minute. Time out. You have the best team in hockey. The most exciting team in hockey. Chris, no one, no one, no one cleans a diaper faster than I do. Okay. I, <laughs> I was going to say, are you just letting your daughter sit in her poop? <laughs> All right. I'm going to go clean this. I just heard my dad rambling. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I have to respond to that. Okay. <laughs> you have the best team in hockey with the best record. The most exciting team in hockey. The team that just scored the most goals in 26 years in the NHL. But you need a kid flexing his muscles to entertain the crowd. <laughs> I don't get that. And, and it's not just the Panthers. This, this thing, this thought first occurred to me during the big three era of the heat. Okay. You have the most exciting team in the NBA. You have Dwayne Wade joined by LeBron James in his prime and Chris Bosh. They're winning two championships in four years, reaching four finals in a row. And still the game is a carnival. It's not just the basketball. That's not enough. Apparently you have the golden oldies dancing. You have the, you know, 
kids jumping off trampolines to dunk the ball during intermission. It, it, it's just too much. The game should be enough, particularly when you have a great team. The halftime entertainment thing has been going on since I was a little kid. So, I mean, it, you know, it's probably been going on a really, really long time, Greg. You just don't pay enough attention at sporting events to care. Well, that, was that too harsh? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I, I... No, but no, I, I'm serious. Like, they've got to do something. I, I understand it definitely in between innings, in between timeouts. And maybe that's the problem. There are more timeouts now than there used to be growing up. You know, you, you do have, or it would at least seem that there are more timeouts. I don't have the hard data, but I'm pretty sure there are more timeouts. If nothing, th- there's reviews going on and they have to keep the fans from rioting in the middle of a review. So what do we do? Let a kid flex his muscles, you know, let's get someone on a unicycle to do incredible things, <laughs> you know, they get red panda, the, you know, yeah. like let's do really cool stuff like that. Yeah. Um, let's have a Bon Jovi impersonator. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. This is just such a bold, weird take from you, dad, like anti-fun, <laughs> like, I, mean, I like it. Like I've always told you, you should at this point in your career, just start writing and saying like outlandish things. So like, we can get clicks like we talked about earlier. It's a click world. Now we can we can now put in that in the promo for this. C- Greg Cody crushes that little kid that the Panthers. Yeah, that the Panthers fans love. Yeah, like, if that's... I was his parents, I'd run him in a marathon. That's what I'd do. Yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just against the whole idea that the game is no longer enough. The sport is no longer enough. And, and it's one thing to have it's one thing to have a marching band at halftime like they used to do back in the day. I get that because at halftime, if you're not going to the concession God, you're stand, you're so old. So all your okay. urinal. Greg's the Greg's the guy. No, no, no. I'm going to interrupt here. You're the guy who wants the Harlem Globetrotters to only play basketball. You don't want them to do the little confetti bucket trick where they throw it like they they make you think they're throwing a bucket of water and it turns out to be confetti. You know, you want them just stick to the game and play basketball. Is that right, Greg? Is this what you're like in bed? Okay. Well, <laughs> no. Obviously, that's apples and oranges because the. It be, 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 because the the globetrotters are there for one reason, which is to be goofballs who uh, to to whom the the game itself is secondary. But when you have a, a professional <laughs> team on the court or the field, let alone the best one in hockey, the game should be enough. You don't every break doesn't need to be filled in with some sort of ridiculous entertainment. Dad, it's trying to pump up the crowd. Like, that kid in particular, like, that is not just some stupid, useless entertainment. That's not the shell game, which I love and I never get wrong. Like, right. it's this is like, <laughs> hey, this is a big moment. What can we, what, what has gotten the biggest reaction? They're only doing it because the kid crushes every time. Okay. I would get it if the crowd at this point was over him. But this is a, bol- like, every everybody is like, it just, the the crowd goes wild every time. Why wouldn't you keep showing this kid? Okay. I, I hope someone's talking to that kid and, and letting him know that one day the crowd's going to turn on you <laughs> and, and it's not going to be pretty. So let, you know, ride this while you can, but prepare yourself because one day they're either going to turn on you or become indifferent. You, you be the judge of which is worse. I'd rather you criticize the, like the 42, that 42 year old guy that is like in a Panthers Superman outfit. It's all ridiculous. <laughs> There's literally a guy that's like my age or older and he right. goes to every game. He wears tights. He wears a cape yeah. like it. And it's like got the Panthers logo right there. He's like Panther man. And yeah, it's ridiculous. That's the guy like let the little kid have like the shine here. Why are you 
that's the guy we should be ripping. Like, I can't believe we spent 10 minutes talking about this kid in a negative way. And I love it's Yeti's point. Ridiculous. I love Yeti's point about that. Just your takes the last five minutes are painting. A, like, you must be very boring in bed. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, you're just, you hate anything that, you hate anything extra. You don't like anything, like, exciting and fun and wacky. Like, it's just like, I'd like to just come and open my newspaper and phrasing watch the game. Thank you. Okay, if uh, I, don't, I don't want to continue this in bed analogy because I was just about, I was just about to say something that would be, be totally edited out. So, um, any of those bells and whistles are ridiculous. Whether it's a little kid or a forty-five-year-old guy in tights, it's all superfluous. It's all unnecessary. Right. Let us enjoy the game. All right. That's why it's, it's missionary is is all you really need. You don't need anything else. Why am I talking about this with my dad? I, I really wish you wouldn't. I mean, it's because Mother's Day's here. Hey, and happy Mother's Day, by the way. But don't get me started on holidays. I mean, I don't even want to. Seriously, I hope you're doing this spiel. He, dude, he's out on holidays. This guy is so old now. Like all together. Yeah. Go ahead, Dad. Do okay. It. Except for Greg Cody Day at the at the <laughs> at um... the Fort Myers. Yeah, that was a. Nah, you talk about a holiday. I mean, please. <laughs> but holidays. I got to catch my breath on this topic. Yeah, hold on. Catch your breath. Just pick There's up on so holidays. many holidays that it's become a plague on America <laughs> uh, and the world, really. I mean, it's not just America, but OK, it's one thing you have a Mother's Day and a Father's Day. That's fine. Then you got a Grandparents Day. Then you got a Cousins Day. There's Grandparents Day. There's not cousins. What are you talking about? Oh, now yeah. you're just making no, there's it gra- There's Grandparents Day. Dad, um, we're not doing this thing like don't don't start doing the thing where like. And then there's Philly Cheesesteak Day. Then there's Hamburger Day. No, I'm talking about the real holidays. In Finland, they have a name day. Everyone with a certain name that has a day of the right. year that that's their day. That's their name day, and you get to, you know they they'll they'll celebrate it. Yeah, name day. Yeah. So like Chris's today, all Chris's can celebrate. Ooh, yeah. name day. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate your day, Chris. Celebrate your day, Greg. I like name day. See, Dad, what's going on with you? When is Greg Day? I, I I'll have to look that up. I don't know if Greg translate to, translates to Finnish too much but I'll, I'll i'll ask our friends and find um out. no too many holidays um I, I i think it's because look you my my anniversary is in january so it's christmas then it's my anniversary then it's valentine's day then it's mother's day it just seems like it's a continuous array of holidays and and it's just it's too much you know, the- it drains the wallet. I, w- I will say I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go on the unpopular opinion on this podcast of being pro holidays. That's OK, what I'm gonna here's the thing. Holidays are a product of florists and Hallmark cards. Those are the only two people who love all these holidays <laughs> and the only holidays that should exist. And when I say Christmas, I mean, Hanukkah, you know, I mean, anything the equivalent of Christmas, depending on your faith, actual holy days. Yeah, holy days. Uh, Christmas right. and Thanksgiving. Other than that, they're all superfluous. Birthdays. Grocery stores. Grocery stores like holidays. Well, of course they do. Um, because, you know, they know that on St. Patrick's Day, they're going to sell this. Holidays are superfluous. That's all. You don't need bird. You have a birthday every year. Why do you have to make a special occasion out of it? You know, hey, hey, happy birthday. But why does it have to be like a cake and this? I just don't understand it. Uh, I love the military. I respect the military, but you don't need a holiday for Jesus. Veterans Day. All right, you maybe, just tell right, somebody who. All right, we got the point. We got the point. Memorial yeah. Day, you tell a serviceman, uh, "Hey, thank you for your service," you, but you don't. You don't. 
take a day off and, you know, throw sparklers. And uh, again, uh, um, you, you have to shut me up now because I'm complaining. Now you're ranting against long weekends now. Yeah, I am. There are just too many holidays. That's all. And I'm not trying to single anybody out. If it gets me out of work, I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent. Okay. There we go. I mean, the 4th of July um, is, is supposed to celebrate our independence. And what it is, is it's just a drinking, barbecuing holiday. You know, we forget what it's even about. So, <laughs> so to, to someone like Greg, that's just a Tuesday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. true. I drink every day like it's Memorial Day. (laughs) This is exciting. Um, We have a special correspondent, uh, Jessica Smetana, who... uh, was at uh, at the Miami Grand Prix, the Formula One Miami Grand Prix, the inaugural race. Super exciting! Uh, they were calling it down here the Super Bowl of auto racing, and we hard to get a credential. It was very hard to get get a credential, but the Greg Cody Show was able to get a credential for Jessica, and uh, <laughs> and we sent her there as our correspondent. Wait, we and, got her that credential? Yeah, well, yeah, we we had to pull some strings. I mean, I had to. to make a couple of calls and uh you know i'm throwing around a couple of greg cody show decals a brand new t-shirt and uh and that works magic quite frankly from the greg cody show.com yeah and the, the formula one people they dig that they dig it and and long story short on our dime uh jessica is uh is reporting live from what i imagine would be the noisy miami grand prix This is Jessica Smetana from The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody, reporting live just after leaving the Miami Grand Prix this weekend that was in Miami Gardens, Florida. Uh, It was great for The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody to get me a credential to attend the race and cover it for this show. It was a very exciting race. Max Verstappen finished on top. He is now trying to claw back at Charles Leclerc's lead in the Drivers' Championship. It was just a really, really great weekend here in Miami. The weather was, um, I don't even know the correct word to describe how hot it was, but it was truly miserable to to be outside this weekend. And uh, everyone who attended the race had a a great time from what it, it felt like. There was great energy. All the drivers enjoyed being in Miami. Many of them did complain about the track conditions. Apparently the asphalt here in Miami, uh, the local asphalt blend was uh, causing some issues for tires and and so was the heat. But you know what? Everyone got through it. I I was going to say everyone finished the race, but that's not true. My favorite, baby Lando, Lando Norris, did not finish the race. He had an incident towards the end of the race and retired his car, which was a big bummer. But Miami... Max Verstappen is your champion. Thanks again to Greg Cody from The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody for getting me the credential. This is Jessica Smetana from the Miami Grand Prix. Jess, thanks so much for uh, being our correspondent on the scene at the Miami Grand Prix. Uh, that's a huge event for Miami. They were they were calling it the, the Super Bowl of auto racing, uh, which may be hyperbole, but... Uh, I was into uh, it. I watched a good amount of the race. Um, I'm not somebody... I have not watched Drive to Survive, so I have not you know, gotten bitten by the F1 bug yet, but watching it today, I can definitely get the appeal of it. Um, right. the, way, uh, the way it's broadcast, because you think all these fast cars going quick that it's hard to keep track. The way they show the standings and 
Um, you get to hear the the talking between the drivers and the, the pit crew. So it's yeah. very like the broad like the it's very well done these broadcasts. So like yeah. it, it's a cool sport and it's broadcast well. So I get the popularity of it, and I I definitely want to go next year. Apparently, it's going to be down here in Miami once a year for ten years. So I, I definitely will go next year. I definitely am interested in it. Yeah, it's a it's a spectacle. That's a an international sport for sure. And Miami's so much an international city that it, everybody it makes turned out. Tom Brady yeah. was there. Michael Jordan. Right. Greg Cody. <laughs> no. Greg Cody was not there. If you were, uh, if, what would you do if you were invited by Tom Brady to like be in his like you know Rolex suite? I'd hang. I'd give him a hang. <laughs> you know. And plus, everybody's out in their like cool Miami outfits. Like it's such yeah. a vibe. Like you can't just go there you know in basketball shorts like you know in cargo shorts and you're you know that same tee that you wear to the studio every tuesday like exactly which i just love the idea of you being thrown in that scene right i'm not throwing stones i don't have style either like i would not know what to do if i was going to that thing i i have to say i saw a photo of uh levitard and and mike ryan with uh one of the aaron jones yeah, that was, no, that was Aaron Jones, the running back for the Packers. Oh, it was uh, he was dressed like a driver? What the hell's going on with him? <laughs> he was just but, dressed with fashion. That's exactly like. Did you okay. see? What did you think of Dan's outfit? I, I I was about to make fun of it. I mean, he he was not dressed up. He was not styling like uh, Miami Beach, was he? There he is. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Come on, Levitard. I mean, Mike I, I mean, looks like a referee. I mean, Mike's calling uh, a holding penalty on somebody. I don't know what Dan is dressed like. He's got on basketball short. See, you're throwing stuff. See, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm with you. Dan is not like, you know, he's not giving off Dwayne Wade with this outfit. Right. But he's, I I don't think I could do any better. Like you couldn't do any better. So like, I don't think we're in a position to judge him. How could you not do better than wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt? It's really not about, like, in Miami, you can get away with basketball shorts. It's just if you pull it off with style. Like, that's what I've learned. Style's really not about, like, you don't have to wear, like, you're thinking, "Ah, it's it's an event. You got to wear dress pants or a button down. Like, you can be fashionable. You can be fashionable with basketball shorts. It's just about being fashionable. That's the part that we don't get. Uh, I don't think anybody is fashionable in basketball shorts, including Levitard. I'm I'm sorry. I'm telling you, it's possible. Okay. But I was sort of here in uh, uh, Jess's exclusive report for us that um, some of the drivers were complaining about the asphalt conditions. But it's just you, you have to give a break to a city that grows a racetrack from nothing in a matter of a couple of months. Yeah, it, it was a Herculean effort. I'm sure by, they'll get I'm sure they'll make whatever changes they need to for next year. Like, yeah, I'm no, sure it's a, it's a learning experience. Maybe next year they'll yeah, have they actual will. water instead of, you know, a tarp that looks like water. <laughs> Well, but, uh, I'm excited it, that it's going to be a yearly thing. I definitely want to check it out at some point. No, it's it's a major event, especially because um, I don't know how many of our listeners know, but uh, Miami hosted the Super Bowl of NASCAR for years. We hosted the finishing race that crowned the champion every year for like 15, 18 years in a row. And we lost that a couple of years ago. So it's nice for F1, Formula One to step in and sort of fill that void because uh, we are an international city. There's no question about that. We support soccer for example uh our ratings for world cup soccer are among the the highest in the nation and f1 fits right in that we love a party though let's before like like more more so than we're big we're connoisseurs of great sports we love a party we like if it involves rich people and like you know miami can and the clubs can make a week out of it then 
you know, it's right up our alley. Oh, no doubt. And and this is a, a party vibe. It, it's it, it was a wonderful weekend. Uh, I was not there, but uh, I partook of it um, from a distance. And you were too busy writing. A, you were too busy writing a column a day for three weeks straight. Yeah. On the heat and the Panthers. Wow. What a gruel that's been. What a grind. Actually, before we get to anything else, Dad, let's get to this Cody Olympics event. Number four, the darts were thrown. No spoilers here. But uh, let's see if Greg can get off the schneid and finally get a victory in the father-son Olympics. The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody presents the Cody Family Olympics. Brought to you by the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Father versus son. Old versus young. Not athletic versus someone who, just a few years ago, turned out to be more athletic than any listener had previously imagined. Five weeks, ten events, a house divided. Who will reign victorious? The Cody Family Olympics, brought to you by The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. All right, we've just started darts, and I already want to fight my dad. It turns out he has no idea how to play darts. He doesn't know how to keep score. I wish I had on video. And that's a seven. That's two misses for Greg. I wish I had video of my dad's first attempt throwing a dart Over three. as a warm-up. I mean, he, it looked like he was throwing a baseball. And then I had to teach him the proper technique. I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? None of these counts for a point, right? No, you got no points. All right, I was 0 for 3. Um, We're playing best of three. We're playing cricket, which I'm not going to explain the rules to people. Either you know darts or you don't. But it's, it's one of the most basic games in darts. I've played it before. And you, have you ever played darts before? Uh, in bars and everything, but not to keep score, just for fun. It's a convoluted scoring system. It really is. You're so annoying. You suggested darts. Yeah, because I have a dart board in my game room. It's simple. We're doing it right now. Let's do it till we're satisfied. I mean, quit complaining. We're using these real metal darts. They're great darts. He's, my dad's already put one in his wall. What's the over-under on holes you put in the wall? Because I'm going to go on the record and say I won't throw a single one I, at the I, wall. I, I won't hit the wall. Okay, so that one will be your last one? You uh, that wasn't from today. That, that was, was your warm up throw. That was the oh, first was? throw you threw. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, that'll be my last one on the all wall. Right. Best of three. All right. You're you're going down. All right, here we go. I'm gonna win. Nothing. All right, we are midway through game one. Yes. Greg just got seventeen there. Right, so your seventeen is closed. Great. I am up. He's in he's up in points, but I've closed out almost everything. It's uh Greg's found a little groove here. He's not as embarrassing as <laughs> I thought it was gonna be, but I'm still going to take you to the clinic. Do you take someone to the clinic? Why did I just say that? Uh, cleaners. Take someone to the ah, cleaners. The cleaners. Yeah. And then the clinic. I'll take yeah. you everywhere. The uh, dentist, wherever you need to I go. I probably use the clinic. No, we're good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm balling like a jack here. That's just words. I'm winning. Okay. All right. Greg Cody made it close at the end. I will say that's probably our most competitive game that we've had in this entire Greg Cody, Chris Cody Olympics <laughs> so far. Uh, I won pretty easily, but you did make a comeback, and you made it a little interesting. I was pleased. I mean, once I found a rhythm for a while, and and I was close, and I got all my numbers, and but uh, you know, you were just picking up points like I wasn't, and he ended up beating me not quite two to one, four nineteen to two twenty three in the first. You actually closed out for people that know how to play cricket darts. You closed out all your numbers before I did, but I just had a big points lead. Yeah, yeah, you did, and and uh, you're a better player than me. But I do. You throw you throw your darts like a grenade. 
I don't know. What you're like mean. tossing them up in the air. Like, you know, most people throw darts like that's why they call like a, a throw from the outfield a dart when right. it's straight. Yeah. You throw your, your darts have an arc to them. I did notice that you throw you throw your three darts quicker than me and harder. Like yours are really embedded in the dartboard, whereas mine, I have a softer arc. Well, I look like someone who's played darts before. I look like someone who's played darts before but throws with a softer arc. All right, game two right. coming up right now. Right. So my dad went out and bought darts just for this, but he went a little cheap ski. He went a little cheap, so we've now broken a dart, and we are midway through the second game, and we already you know, aren't sure if we can keep playing because my dad is now rummaging through an old box looking for a dart. It's just it's not a pretty sight here at the Cody household. All right, no darts. We're going to have to use two darts. No dice. There you go. Let's just use two darts. Okay. Like the caveman did. Like the cave, yeah. All right. Well, so I'm winning this game. I'm almost closed, done closing it. You don't care. But just now, I'm destroying my dad. We'll be back. Here we go. Now, as I'm dominating this second game once again and about to take a, I think, 4 nothing lead in the Greg Cody, Chris Cody Olympics, you'd say to yourself, Chris, you've got to start at some point feeling bad for your dad and uh, feeling pity upon him. But I just want to let the audience know that that has not happened yet. I still want to crush every event. I have, there's no part of me that's like, oh, should I, did I take it easy on him? Like, I just, there's, I don't know what's happening here in this, but that's my mindset. Is like, no mercy, 10 nothing. I want all the events. Okay, you ain't going to win all the events. Let's, why, don't you, why don't you do live play-by-play? Because I need a bullseye to win this, all right. to, to close this out. Chris Cody will win two games to nil and a best of three if he gets a bullseye. Talking to the mic. Yeah. All right. Like I've told you a thousand right, here we go. times. Here we go. That's the mic. Hold it to the all side. Right. All right. All right. I got it. I'm not a child. All right. Here we go. First of three shots. Going for a B. No, almost. Yeah, I think. Oh, no. oh he just missed. That's bullshit is what that is. All right. You get it? Yeah, I get it. Denied. I wish I could take a picture of how close all three of these yeah, starts Yeah, but you know are. what they say about close, right? Hand, hand, hand grenades and horseshoes? That's right. All right, the big comeback right here. It's horseshoes and hand grenades. I need 16 and 18. Here we go. Let's get a little, little darts ASMR here. You, you see how soft that was? <laughs> you hear that noise of how soft those darts land on the board? I want, to, I want you to contrast that with my darts next time. Here you go. Here's another Greg Cody toss. Oh, God darn it. How close was that? No points. Jesus. All right, now let's... Right. Like, put the mic up near the, uh, the board so they can hear. Uh... 17 points on the board, but no bullseye. No needed bullseye. Nope. 17 points. Rappy cack. I'm confident I'm going to end this one here. You narrate it. Yeah. Let's hear your best Al Michaels above you. We're narrating a lot of near misses here is what we're doing. No. Denied. No. Denied. Double threes. Three ain't going to cut it, kid. Yeah. No, but it's 20. Got a consolation 20 points there. I got a thing. Here you go. Daddy at the daddy at the line needs an 18. You need a lot. You need 18, you need bullseye, you need a lot of points. Yes. All right. One more, one, one more. All right, now I'm going to start racking, racking them, racking points. Nothing. Come 18. All right, I'm telling you, it's happening this time. Oh, God. This is ridiculous. Ten times in a row looking for a bullseye. No, denied. 
no, denied. 19. Give them 19 points as a consolation prize. Close, but no cigar. 19 and 18 is 37. That'll do it, folks. Another one in the bag for the young kid. Damn it. Um, I don't think this felt a little competitive, but not really ever, really. I mean, it was a, he, I, I played better than I thought I would. I, I will tell you that truthfully. You picked, by the way, you chose this. We, right. we, you decided you didn't know the rules of chess, so you're right. like, let's do darts. Yep. And you got your butt whooped. It's true. I mean, see, that's the difference between you and me. You are unwilling to play Ms. Pac-Man, but I am willing to play events where I don't think I'm the favorite. I'm willing to take... I was literally willing to play anything you wanted to play. Except I was, Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah! You admitted it. I've admitted it the whole time. It's not like... I mean, not that this darts was riveting, but like, I just... like what? <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah, stupid because you'd get your ass kicked. But back to reality, you are ahead four games to nil. The scores in darts were 419 to 223 and 308 to 110. So you beat me 2-0 in a best of three in darts. You are now up 4-0. I swept you in pool. Uh, you Have did. you won anything? You've not, like, like anything we've even, you've gotten swept in everything. You haven't even, like, gotten, like, to a, a final match in something of a series. Well, with, uh, of the four events, two of them were best of threes. The other two were not best of threes. Right. So, yeah. And you're yet to win anything. I have yet to win anything. Except I did tie in golf on the match play, if you recall. Mm. No, I did. Correct or no? Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. You tied. I tied. So (laughs) I did not lose something. I didn't win anything, but I did not not lose something. So That kind of thing. That kind of thing. But uh, our next event, whether or not we play it now, because I'm sweating from playing darts, believe it or not, uh, our next event is... Ping pong, but we don't know whether it's going to be in this event or not. I'm glad you brought it up, since we might not do it. That's right. We're wetting the appetite. Hey, that kind of thing. We should just not do it. We should just do it every episode. We should tease ping pong, because we were supposed to do ping pong last week, too. I do think ping pong is a signature event. And, and an event that Greg Cody, I just saw the, uh, the DraftKings odds. Greg Cody is actually favored no, he's not. to win ping pong. That's yes, a lie. Look at the DraftKings. DraftKings don't lie. Okay. Well, everyone go make that bet on me because that's good money you're getting. Well, you, you know, you're getting like uh, plus 110 on you. I mean, it's a close, you know, it's a close odds, but uh, I am the favorite in ping pong. Clods. Exactly. Hey, that kind of thing. My voice is good. That kind of thing. I'm talking about that kind of thing. I'm not done yet. Down 4 nil. Six matches left. Your voice does sound good right now. Thank you. <laughs> You think uh, the Panthers can got, get this figured out? They're down two one. You think yeah. like this is? I think I think this just got seven written all over it. Like I'm trying not to panic too much because the Panthers and their history with losing playoff series. Yeah. But I feel good that they're going to get Game Four, get it back to Game Five. Like this has got this has got going seven written all over it. Yeah, I, I hope so for the Panthers' sake because it, it's going to be embarrassing if they don't get past the first round with the best team in hockey during the regular season and i thought uh the the interim coach andrew burnett um really laid into his guys after the 6-1 loss the other day you know i mean he basically said we got to work harder they're out efforting us uh washington is and um those were pretty harsh words you know i mean they were desperate words they're like come on let's Dirts. wake up now 
Yeah. But we're going to get our ass kicked. De- desperate words because he knows that, you know, if this season doesn't end, if this season is a first round exit, we know exactly what's being replaced, not Barkoff yes. and Hubie. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's got, and it's interesting to me that despite the great regular season they have, uh, they've kept the interim tag on him and, and still do. And the only prayer he has of being considered for a full-time job next year is if they at least get past the first round. So the pressure is definitely on uh, the Panthers. I'll be interested to see what the Heat do. I still think the Heat. With Embiid back, back, this might be a long one too. No, I know. I was out to dinner the other night, and I love this new thing what restaurants are doing where they have your electronic bill. Like Chili's does this. Some restaurants do it where... You know, you can pay your tab at the table and like you can do it without ever even asking for the check. But then there's also right. these restaurants that do like the middle ground where you ask for the check. You still have to ask for the check. You can't do it at the table, but they walk over with the machine and they swipe it right in front of you. Yeah, um, that's I don't like that as much because this is what you get into. You get into the hovering. Yes. When you're trying to leave a tip and like, you right. give them the card, she swipes it and then she hands you this machine and yep. she awkwardly stands there. And I'm like, I- I'm tipping $2 more probably because of yeah. the hover. And I'm oh, a good yeah, tipper. I'm a good tipper. Right. Like, I'm going to at least 20% and usually a dollar extra. But if you're standing there hovering, I feel even obligated to do more. And it's right. it's awkward. Sometimes I'll just be like, can I have a water refill? Even though my water's half full, just so they walk away to go get me a new water. Like, yeah. just so I can feel safe about leaving my tip. That's right. There's a lot of pressure. And now... It's, you know, the minimum now is 15%. And if you leave a 15% tip while they're there hovering, staring at you, it's as if they know immediately, well, you really, really didn't like the service or you didn't like me, right. you know, and it's not just a restaurant that same, they do that same thing where I get my hair cut. And so you're staring there and staring at 15%, 20%, 25%. And if you don't leave 25%, you feel like a cheapskate while the person who just cut your hair is staring at you. You know, yeah. I don't think it's particularly fair, but uh, it does what it does. You know, it it serves its purpose, which is to increase their tip. Yeah, this, this isn't this isn't you complaining still, right? I brought this topic <laughs> up, so you're good. You're you're in the clear. This, yeah, this episode podcast, this, ep- this episode title could just be called Greg complains. Yeah, Greg griping Greg. Uh, Greg, and I don't like to be a complainer. I really all right, don't. Please, all right, please. All right. I'm going to okay. start complaining about you just being full of shit. I mean, you just complain uh, all that. You can't complain. Dad, we were at we were at Mother's Day uh, brunch. And what was it that you were complaining about? You started complaining about the most random things. It was like you were just saying things just to say them. I can't remember now what it was, but you were like, well, God. Yeah, I, you know, I, I make observations. That's what Christy, I do. what did he complain about at brunch? That was weird. Yeah, the care. Oh, yeah, you complained about cake being warm. Right. We had a delicious warm carrot cake for dessert at our Mother's Day brunch. Yeah. And you're like, who eats warm cake? And we're just like, right. it's only the most delicious thing ever. No, I want cake to be cold, not just room temp. Uh, I want a chili cake. I'm with you. Yeah. Most cake is served room temp or cold. But to just dismiss this delectable, warm carrot cake with the frosting. Oh, just. Yeah. It's also, it seemed like too much frosting. Here we go. The, the, the frosting was literally dripping over the edge of the carrot cake. You know, it's too much. I want to taste the carrot cake, not the frosting. But you don't want to complain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm laughing again without coughing, by the way. I know. We're doing like, I, like all right, let's, like, we've been documenting this whole journey. So I think we, need, we should be honest. 
my dad had a rough last Tuesday. He was at the Levitard show and he was coughing and it interrupted a few segments and he literally left early. It was like, Greg, go home. You're struggling. Just like, we don't want, like, we feel bad. Yeah. And, and it's almost like that was his medicine. And ever since then, there's, have you turned a corner? I know we make this joke on the Levitard show about athletes taking a step, turning a yeah. corner. Like, what have you done here if we're using a sports cliche? I mean, I'm almost afraid to. Are you say over it. the hill? Are you over the hill in this sickness? <laughs> I'm literally over the hill. Um, no, I hate to jinx myself, but it, it's I've just been much, much better ever since Tuesday. And can you do uh, Eisner? You did Eisner at brunch this morning. Eisner, Eisner. Yeah, that is that's as high as you've been able to get with your voice in I months. Know. This is encouraging. It's crazy, right? And I've barely been coughing. Now, when I cough once a day and just clear my throat, it's like wow. When was the last time I did that? This is exciting. So that's that's good news for the audience. I feel like the audience will like that. Uh, and and by the way, speaking of the audience liking something, I want to really thank you all um, for the response, the early response to the new merch store. Oh, of ours. yes. I mean, you, blown you away. Have, we have been blown away by the amount of people that have. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. And 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 it's only going to get bigger and better in the sense that Right now, the only thing on the merch store is logo merchandise. Right. And um, we're adding for, stuff within the next month yeah. or so. We're going to be adding Nelly's Diner. We're going to have You Never Know or that. No, no, that kind of thing. One of those two. We're working that on those of thing. type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, we're working on uh, a, a, we want a Lobo's Mint shirt. So we're going to have a lot of cool stuff right now until the 15th through May 15th. Everything's 15 percent off at shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Next week, I believe there will be free shipping. So make Holy sure Holy ship. Keep your ears open for that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're blown away by that. It's only going to get better and it's only going to get funnier. We're going to have a lot of random items. So uh, we're, we're blown away by that. Check out that website, thegregcodyshow.com, shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Keep supporting yeah. us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. Thank you uh, so much for listening as well. And um, I guess we're putting a bow on this one. Is that right? We are putting a bow, even though, like we've talked before, I don't need a bow on my gift. Just, yeah, just I know. wrap it. It, the bow's going right in the garbage anyway. It's a waste yeah. of money. Just wrap You're the gift. Let's, let's just wrap the gift. Let's just wrap up the show as opposed to put a bow on it. All right. We're wrapping it in ribbon, though, in, in colorful ribbon. Uh, thank you all. Blah, blah, blah. Let's just put this and, in a uh, bag and put some tissue paper over it, in fact. Okay. When, why the, bother with the tissue paper? Take the let's just put out. a gift in a brown um, paper sack and hand it to somebody. Okay. How about that? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you very much. See you next week. Dad, sing a little song for all the moms out there as we celebrate. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day, dear beautiful moms and madres. (laughs) Happy Mom's Day to you. Boom, boom. I do mean you